This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast with myself, Adam Strong. And today, you know what? We've got a great guest because it's the second time she's come onto the show. We've collaborated on a million, million different levels. She's a really good friend of mine, and uh, we've known each other a very, very, very long time. And you know what's really interesting about today? We're going to be talking about a topic or a subject which not enough of us mm -hmm. are talking about, especially within our industry, okay, which is obviously entrepreneurship. So who have we got on today's show, ladies and gents? Well, we have my good friend, Sammy Geraghty. Now, you may know, know her as Sammy Blundell, but she recently got married, of course. Um, so for those that don't know who Sammy is, of course, she's a multi-award winning uh, author and speaker. She's a nine-time, I think she's written nine best-selling books, to be quite And honest. now 10. Oh, now 10, sorry. <laughs> be corrected. Um, we uh, know Sammy as, as the brand builder. That That's what kind of like what a stage name would be known as as well. Um, and she's also created some amazing courses online uh, digitally, like over a thousand in, in excess. Um, you know, anything from free to paid and whatever it is, paid to play, that kind of stuff. There's so many different courses that she's created over her, I suppose, extensive years of experience in entrepreneurship. Um, Interestingly enough, we're going to be talking about something that Sammy did uh, a few years ago, probably about six years ago. She actually created a poll of 41,000 people, all right, uh, entrepreneurs more specifically. And the question was, what stops us from succeeding? All right. So uh, so there were three different options, okay, and which was all around the fear of being visible, uh, branded as being special or kind of the fear of being too successful, right? So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. That's the context around today's conversation. Um, and so what uh, Sammy's, Sammy and her husband, Greg, by the way, have got a really big mission, by the way, uh, something which is going to really, 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 um, she, she's a great storyteller, by the way, but she's got something which is going to put something into perspective uh, more importantly. Um, and she's going to be one of our new books, which has just come out, by the way, uh, which is all about one year to, to no fear, basically. And she's going to be talking about how to support entrepreneurs uh, to go from, you know, from, from a place of kind of where they're at right now and how to overcome mental health within uh, within entrepreneurship. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're also going to be talking a little bit about Sammy's personal story. We're going to be talking a little bit about some of the I suppose, uh, misalomas, misperceptions around mental health and entrepreneurship, why it's not spoken about. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some potential strategies and also some of the um, people that Sammy's been helping as well along the way. She's all, we've all got our own adversities and challenges, and that affects us not just emotionally, but also mentally, spiritually, and financially. It works, it comes around, and it really swings around about. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. For you guys that are listening to us live, use the hashtag live or use the hashtag replay. 
And if you are listening to this on the podcast, congratulations. Make sure that you check out Sammy's um, Sammy's uh, social media links below, of course. Any questions, feel free to reach out to her, of course. Uh, she will be in due kind of in contact and in, in touch. Um, what was I was going to say to you as well? If you are going through mental health issues or whatever it is, remember this podcast is more around kind of sharing stories and adversity challenges, etc. We're not here as counselors. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here as uh, we're not doctors. We're not professionals. If you are going through some massive mental health issues, I would uh, make sure that I would go to your GP or doctor and seek professional help. Okay. That's really, really super important. And, you know, and Sammy will, will absolutely agree with me on this as well. A strength of a, of a leader is to ask for help. Okay. Don't feel like you're all alone in this world because it can feel like that. We've all been there. I've been there. Sammy's done that. Just make sure that you have that at the back of your mind, but also to re-listen to some of the conversations that we could be having together. Anyway, enough chit chat. Sammy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. Oh, well, yeah. We'll talk about that. That's another whole bank. Absolutely. You know, listen, um, I mean, I think I think we we have such great conversations. I mean, we could speak for hours on the podcast and that kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and we've been following each other's journey, haven't we, for so many years. And yeah. uh, you've got so many great stories you know, from the time that you, you know, there's just, you've got some such great stories to share with people. And I, I feel like a lot of your tribe and community, they really resonate with what you're about because you're not in it for the money. You're in it because you really genuinely like to help people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about the impact, which is why we've set up the business called the impact catalysts. Oh yes. It, it is all about being a, the catalyst for change in what you do, but also too many people forget about the result. And actually that's what you get paid for. Yes. Hint. <laughs> you get Absolutely. paid for delivering results, whatever industry you're in. So it, the impact is the result that we are focused on. And we realized that in building how to build a brand and the brand builders club and all the things we did around brand we realized that so much focus was on the brand that people were forgetting about the impact that the brand was there to make and so there there was a lot of masculine energy of you know get shizzle done and not enough around well how are we actually measuring the impact that we're making you know mm -hmm. uh, and so we really have done a big helicopter hat over the business and gone hang on this is the area that we really love that's what we get juiced over is seeing the results seeing the ripple effect seeing the impact in motion mm. and yeah that's what we're doing now you know what's really interesting as well because i know that your new husband uh greg is a is a hypnotherapist isn't he and uh you know he's got he, he, he's got some great strengths to his bow but, but i think you really complement each other really well because you're the expert brand builder and you know it's not his strength but he really fixes people up here in the mind doesn't he absolutely yeah he's he works with a lot of people in the public speaking industry actually we we have a lot of people that come to me and they say i really want to build my brand i want to be a speaker and i'm like mm. 
okay, so tell me about that. Like what's happening? Why aren't you out there doing it already? Oh, you know, I've got this real fear of speaking and I want to do it, but I don't want to get on stage or I'm worried. What if everyone gets up and walks out? And so they were like, if I build a brand, less people will do that. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to refer you to him first and then come back to me because no amount of strategy that you and I can discuss is going to work if you keep creating things and not launching them. And you get to the point where you go, this amazing book. I'm just about to launch my book. Oh my God. What if someone rejects me? What if I get a a troll? What if somebody, um, you know, what if somebody does something that's really public? What if I fail publicly? Oh my God. What if someone asks me a question and I don't feel like I know enough? Oh, but there's so many other people out there. They're way better than me. They've been doing it longer than me. Why should I? And all of a sudden You've got all these little mind monkeys that are screeching, (laughs) (laughs) hanging from the ceiling, and they're all saying, you can't do this. Who are you to do this? Like, out of all the people that are doing it, why you? Who are you? And you you just end up with this kind of downward spiral. And this is something we cover in the book, actually. We talk about the five cycles of change in the book, because what people do quite a lot is they'll they'll go cycle one i'm not going to go into it in too much detail now but cycle one i've got this great idea and so they go out there and they get really excited about the idea they don't know what to do yet but they're really excited about the idea that's Uh cycle one is coming up with the vision for this thing cycle two is oh god this is harder than i thought it'd be Mm, there's a lot more to this than i thought uh okay, well, you know, I'm still really excited about it. So I'm going to push and I'm going to shove and I'm going to strive and I'm going to drive and I'm going to put all my energy into making this work. And you hit cycle three where you're just like, why did I start this in the first place? I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't see where the purpose was at the beginning of this. I just, uh, why did I get into this? And it's at that point that all the monkeys really start chirping, right? And chimping, if that's a word. We just made one up. And then you get to the cycle four. If you push through cycle three, you get to cycle four. It's like, okay, I can start to feel that this is getting somewhere. I start to feel like we're getting traction. Cycle five is, yes, I did it. The light, you know, the end of the tunnel. We published, the book is out there. It's changing lives. Quite often what people do though, is they write it. And it's in the valley of despair of writing or creating or whatever you're doing, where you think this is too hard. I'm just going to go back to my job. This is too hard. The universe obviously doesn't want me to have it. God doesn't want me to have it because it should be easier. And we talk ourselves into it. And it's like we then, through fear, hand our responsibility over to God or to the universe or to the thing that is stopping us. Technology just isn't working. I can't get this to work. This company let me down, this blah, blah, blah. And it's all outside of ourselves. And we transfer it and we put it over there. So now that we feel good about ourselves again, because we're at the point of kind of failing, we take that on as an identity. And so as long as we can take it and hand it over to God or to the universe or something else, it's not our identity anymore. It didn't happen because they made it happen. And so we can transfer it. But the problem is, that people will keep going through those patterns. The the saboteurs are just having a field day. They're having the party of their life because Absolutely. you just keep starting projects and not finishing them. And as soon as they get hard, you start a new one and then that gets hard. And then you go back to cycle one again. So you bounce between cycle one and cycle three until eventually you say, 
I'm just going to push through this or I'm going to learn about myself as to why I keep doing this. And, you know, I don't feel like I've got this fear, but maybe there's a little lurker in the label of that fear. And it's that little Lego brick of fear that is holding everything else up in that wall that might be invisible or that ceiling. We talk about glass ceiling could be the glass ceiling or whatever you call it. And it could be just that one little Lego brick. And it's just like when you're playing with um, dynam uh, dominoes when you're a kid and you tap that one and that one just unpacks everything else. Wow. You're just free to go. And the freedom in that is just the liberation, the feeling is just phenomenal. And, you know, and I know for sure how that feels because this book has been you know, like eight years, seven years in the making. And I've published nine other books in the time <laughs> I've written this one because this one not only meant so much, but it's taken that amount of time to get into the research and all the responses that came back. So this, this I know the valley of despair, believe me. I went between three and two and three and two and three and two. I was like a freaking pinball machine and <laughs> to actually see it live in people's hands and receiving photos from people with their books and with their dogs holding the book up and cats. And we've had all kinds of cats photos, which is strange, but great. <laughs> we love them. Um, <laughs> and I got one this morning. I got a message from someone that said, Hey, my client bought the book and they're on the plane reading it now. And they sent me a picture of, you know, it's just amazing. And that feeling that's the feeling you've got to hold on to when you're in the valley of despair. You've just got to hold on to the fact that whatever you're doing, it is going to make an impact, but you'll only ever know of around 1% of the impact you'll ever make. So you can't just keep focusing on what's in front of you. I've got a client who said yesterday, she started writing blogs a couple of weeks ago and she said, I've written three blogs and I've published three blogs now. I'm not getting the response I want from it. I think this isn't working out. And I said, okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to step back from the reality piece because you're now in stage two and three. You're bouncing between the two, right? Cycles of change. What I want you to do is now imagine in six months from now that you're talking to your dream client and your dream client goes and checks you out and they find that you are prolific in this area. You write about it. You eat, live, breathe, sleep, walk, talk. You're on YouTube for that thing. You're everywhere for that thing. You've written a book on that thing. Now you're not seeing that in six months time. But if you can hold on to that vision long enough, you'll get through to cycle five. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be like, oh, now I understand why you were saying I, I should be doing this for my business. So there's this element of rising up to the purpose of the impact you want to make. And seeing that impact and feeling it and experiencing it and tasting it and smelling it as, as vividly as you can. But then we've got to come back to the here and now, because if we stay in the vision, we'd never get anything done. <laughs> so we need yeah. to come back to the here and now and take the actions that are in alignment with the vision that you're moving towards. And you'll be creating impact all along the way. You might not be measuring that impact along the way. You're only measuring the like or the share at the end. So I yep. just say you know, do it because it's the right thing to do, not for the likes and shares and all of the impact. It can be measured later. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know what I want to, um, uh, so I want to go on to something which was a, a, a really, really interesting piece of research that you did, which I think you said to me was six, seven years ago, 
mm-hmm. uh, which was around the, the the poll or the questionnaire that you did online, wasn't it? Yeah, survey. Um, survey. That's right. Sorry. Uh, and 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 it was all around um, finding out what holds people back, which was by yeah. which is why your book ended up taking so long, right? <laughs> there was a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. There was a lot. So, so tell us a little bit about that because. Tell us a bit, a bit about the survey. You know, what was the context? What was the reason mm. why you created the survey? What was the curiosity behind that? And I've got a couple of other sort of curious questions off the back of that. The number one reason that we wanted to run the survey, this was back in 2016, uh-huh. was because by that point, we were growing how to build a brand. We've now merged how to build a brand into Impact Catalyst. Um, but at that time how to build a brand was the business and so we were talking all over the world we were speaking we were on documentaries we were always in the news constantly PR loads of media stuff around how to build a brand on a massive mission to support small entrepreneurs and business owners to get the help that they needed but if they didn't have the money to afford an agency we were we were building them as their own designer their own marketing director their own social media manager. So we were giving them all the tools that they would need to be self-supporting and to grow their business, build their brand. And and so we said, you know, we're ready to create some kind of membership, but we weren't sure really what we would create it around. And I can't do something if I'm not feeling it. If it isn't feeling right to me, I can't just do it. Everyone's saying you should do a membership. Membership around what? I don't, I don't get it. And then um so we wanted to find out what were the holdbacks, the setbacks, what were the blocks that were limiting people from getting where they wanted to go. And we were doing it more from a, a branding and visibility perspective, like what's stopping you from getting more visible? What's stopping you from pressing the button on launching your products? What's stopping you from writing that book that you've always wanted to write that's in your heart? What's stopping you from getting out of bed and feeling really buzzing every morning. Why are you, why is this feeling like it's a grind? And there was a lot of the term hustle back in 2016. And I hate that word. And so I also (laughs) wanted to get behind what does hustle mean to you? What does hard work mean to you? What does money mean to you? What does sales mean to you? So we asked a load of questions to get behind, not just what was holding them back, but also the mindset that they were operating from, because you could tell a lot from their answers. And the ultimate reason for it was because we wanted to build a membership that supported them in the areas that they had the biggest holdbacks. And so we reached out to our joint venture partners. We created a very simple survey on SurveyMonkey. And we asked all of our people that we knew to send this out to your network. Would you be willing to send this out to your network of business owners so that we can do this research? And it ended up going out to over 60,000 entrepreneurs and business owners just through all the lists of everybody that we knew and our own list as well, all our social media channels, any opportunity we got, we were putting that link everywhere. And we we were just expecting that, you know, like email rates are really small, aren't they, right? So we were thinking, okay, we might get like 100 responses or 200 responses. That That was manageable. Um, we didn't expect over 41,000 responses, hence why it's taken so long to go through it. And what was also really important to me was not just having the body of research, but also being able to work personally with people and test it and experiment the results of that research to, to find out, well, how is this 
physically showing up. And so we actually did launch the Brand Builders Club off the back of the um, the results of the research. And so we took the seven hardest, biggest, you know, massive blocks that they were having in their business. And we built the Brand Builders Club around those seven. So it was the builder system, the brand builder system, and builder was the acronym, and there was a point off of each of those. And um, and so we built this global business based on those seven things. And we were creating massive results for people, but it was very masculine energy. And I mm. felt that by lockdown, I was really starting to burn out because we were running 34 events every month all around the world. We were running quarterly live in-person members days, but we were running them in the UK. And they started off as being just a Saturday. Then people were flying in. So then it became a Friday night and a Saturday. And then we said, well, if everyone's staying, then we should do a mastermind while everyone's there. So it became a three-day thing. <laughs> so next thing, we're like running it in the UK. Then we're flying out to Holland, doing it in Holland. So then another three days in Orlando and Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta, then going to New York and doing it in New York. Started doing it in Brisbane. We were doing it in Johannesburg and Cape Town. Um, we were doing it all over the UK. We had five of them. We were running in the UK. I mean, it was just mental. By the time lockdown, and I know you knew me at that time, by the time lockdown came, I didn't know, like we were waking up and Greg was saying to me, where are we today? Because he was just like on this journey with me, making sure that I was eating well and looking after me. Um, and, and But, you know, we were just, we were always on a plane or a train going somewhere and we didn't know whether we were coming or going. And it was at that point that we were already questioning, God, like, what would it take? Could we bring this back online again? Because it's almost gone pop to, to physically. And sure. we were looking at what our options would be. And just at that time, lockdown hit and so my answer was answered there you go <laughs> uh, it was like here you go we're just going to shut down so you can't go anywhere and we had to bring everything online again and and I could I totally forgot about the research I was so focused on pivoting and making sure all our members had everything that they needed that I totally forgot about everything that I'd done and I put myself totally Onto them, we launched the Law of Brand Attraction one and two. We got our members out there. We featured loads of stuff. Um, uh, just did so many things. And then it was last Christmas when I feel like a burst of song coming on there. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> last Christmas, Greg and I were sitting down and we were kind of looking back over the year and talking and saying, you know, isn't it interesting how so many of our members now are going to Greg to be kind of you know, not fixed, but get them over the line. Isn't it interesting that so many people are coming to him and saying, oh, you know, I'm in that that stage that Sammy talks about and I, I just don't seem to be able to get myself out of it. I don't want to go back to work, but I'm not earning enough money. I've got to make this work. So Greg started seeing a load of our members and like getting them over the line and working sure. with them, doing hypnosis and just shifting them enormously. He then started creating hypnosis audios for them to listen to in the morning and at night when they were going to bed and we saw this huge spike in activity and productivity and results coming from and we were like okay this is really interesting we never thought of combining our two things together and so that's what we did and we said well what if they could go for a whole year without you know if fear wasn't an option and they just were infinite in their potential and they thought of themselves that way and we removed the blocks for everyone that's in that membership. I wonder what would happen to the results then. And I happened to be swimming as I was thinking about this. I was percolating. I have to be moving when I'm percolating. <laughs> I'm swimming. And this thing suddenly comes to me, one year, no fear. One year, no. 
one year, no fear. I was up out of that bloody pool as fast as I was like, I've got to write this down while I remember it. And that's where one year, no fear came from. And then we sat down and went, hang on, this is a really good idea. What should we bring into this? Like out of all the things that we've done and all the programs and everything, what should we do? And we went, we got all that research. Why don't we go back to the research and work it like what, what's underpinning this stuff? Because all we did really with that research was say, oh, well, here's where all the blockers are. Let's just create a program that solves this problem. The problem was we were solving the problem for them. They weren't solving the problem. We were like band-aiding the problem by saying, well, do this, do this, do this. They weren't getting over the fear. They were just taking action and they're never getting over the fear. And so that was still there. So we said, okay, we need to go back to the research. We've got to knock these skittles down because then there won't be any fear and then there won't be any foot on the brake and the accelerator and like everyone's feeling sick and overwhelmed because they're constantly bunny hopping their way to success. It doesn't mean they're not going to get to where they want to go successfully. It just means it's going to be a bloody much harder journey than it needs to be. And so we then just looked back over all the research and said, you know what? All of these things come into 12 buckets. We started to see this theme that was appearing. And uh, and we were like, yep, that's in that. That's in that. That's in that. Yep. And and it all came down to 12 fears. And they're the 12 fears that we've then um, spent the last year running an experiment with our members that said, yeah, we'll do it. Um, You know, a paid experiment. They've paid us to walk them through this whole process over the last year. And as a result of that research, that's where this book has come from. And we've been able to write a book that enables the reader to work out where is it in the fear that is holding them back? Because it might not be the fear, but there will be a tiny little Lego brick or a a domino (laughs) that they'll find in there and they'll go. So they'll be, you know, scoring themselves out of five or ten. And they'll get, you know, right the way down. They might be a zero, 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 one, two, zero, zero, and then a five. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> and it there it is. It's been hidden in plain sight all along. And so we do that for the 12 different fears. Um, and this is the first book, which is the overview of how to find out where is this sticking point? Where's the setback? Where's the holdback for you personally? And then over the next 12 months, can't believe we're committed to this, but we're all in. We're all in. We are launching one book a month that then dives into one of the fears. So we, we couldn't we couldn't fit it all in here. And so we've now got one book that covers each of the fears. So the first one is the fear of change, because quite often people don't even realize they have it. They call it a fear of success. That's how they brand it. But ultimately... <laughs> The fear of change is what's really underpinning that. And it works Mm. very well with the fear of success. They're lovely little twinnies, those ones. Um, So we're starting there. So we dive into each of the fears and we give a 30-day challenge with instructions and a journal to complete that 30-day challenge. And then the next month, we then focus on the next fear with another 30-day challenge. And so we're doing that to just (laughs) massively increase the confidence of entrepreneurs and business owners that they can do this, they will do this, they are doing this, and that what, they, what they're doing and the impact that they're making could be so much more if they took their foot off the brake. And that's our dream, our goal is if entrepreneurs, like I've heard so many dreams and so many amazing business ideas 
that the world isn't even experiencing right now because they lost their confidence or they they never pushed the button and they started something else before that thing actually had a chance to live. And imagine what the world would be like if all of those brilliant world-changing ideas were actioned. I want to see them actioned. And so that's, that's our intention and our dream is that more people do that. And through doing that, the, well, ultimately the world will become a better place because everybody's out there focused so much on the impact that they're making that they forget that the fear is there. Yeah, love that. Some good stuff, that. Some good stuff. Um, something that came off the back of your conversation, actually, and uh, one of the fears, it was you were talking about that there, there are 12 fears, and one of the fears I believe that's in the book, which is around the fear of becoming visible, right? Mm-hmm. So being visible out in the marketplace, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, for a lot of uh, listeners and a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, being visible can some somewhat seem a little bit daunting on us, right? You know, being kind of seen in the limelight, if you like. Um, can you like give us some context? Like why is being visible such a daunting task for a lot of entrepreneurs? And what sort of the are the mental health repercussions off of the back of that? Like, what what are they thinking? You know, why why is it <laughs> yeah. that they kind of like stay in the dark, right? Where they know that they could should, should go into the light, right. should we say? I would just use t- two different contexts if you like. <laughs> but you know, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, I'm sure you've seen this, Kat Sammy, yeah. where you 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 know, either before you've taken on a client or one of your clients, where, where you work with them, and they're like, what what are you doing? What why are you hiding in the shadows? Right. You know, you've got you're an absolute genius. Right. Or you've got this amazing skill set. What the WTF are you doing? I want to bang your head against the wall. Right. I, I just yeah. yeah, I'm sure you I'm sure you've had it. Right. What what you thought? Too many times. <laughs> um, what's interesting about that is, no, the fear of being visible is not in the book. And the reason it's not in the book is because people label it as the fear of being. I'm so scared of being visible. I've got a fear of being visible. It's not the fear of being visible. It's the meaning you attach to the fear of being visible. And what's underneath those that fear, that's what's in the book. It's the, it. the foundation that's in the book. So what we found is that a fear of being visible is always usually attached to a fear of judgment, a fear of mm-hmm. failure, a yep. fear of success, of, yep. you know, because they're like, but if I'm visible, then people will see me successful. Then I've got to stay there. How do I keep up with that? You know, what if I create something and it's amazing and then I can't, what if I can't deliver on my promise? And right. And so, um, you know, also a fear of abandonment. Yep. People fear if I'm visible and I, and I talk about what's really in my heart. Uh, what will people think of me? What if they leave? What if half of my subscribers go because I start talking about this, which I really care about, but they they know me for this. Um, I had one client who is a, a sound healer and uh, amazing, absolutely amazing sound healer. I've had work done with her. She's incredible. And um, And when she came to work with me all these years ago, and I remember she was working, doing a lot of public speaking and vocal confidence coaching with lawyers and barristers and the corporate world. But what she really wanted to do was what she called her woo. She wanted to bring her woo out there. She wanted to support many more people, not just professionals. But she was hard. She was like really struggling. She was finding it really hard to, but but what if I come out? (laughs) What if I come out and I'm visible for, for this? 
what it, you know they'll all abandon me ultimately is what it comes down to and a lot of people sure. as well I hear a lot but if I start talking about what I really care about or if I start talking about my business then all my family and friends they'll reject me so the fear of rejection is yep. enormous with a um a fear of visibility a fear of being seen so in that case you've got a whole stack of dynamos dynamos I call them dynamos, dynamos. <laughs> you become a dynamo i like that dynamo <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but that in that case you've got all of these you know and and when we um we've got a three-day challenge that we run every three months called one year no fear we've got one coming up in december next week and yep. When people go through that and we do these tests and we do them live, so they're hearing other people share their stories, there's so much more transformation that happens in those moments because we had people that we said at the beginning, right, out of all these 12 fears, which ones do you think are showing up for you? And so they all measured themselves at the beginning. At the end, we said, we asked the same question and all of them were like, you know, we didn't realize what this was actually doing and how much this is holding us back and we didn't know what to do well of course we don't just talk about what to do we talk about well here's how you can change this here's what you can do and um what we've done in each of the books is we've really dived deep in a way we couldn't in the big overview this is already almost 300 pages we couldn't fit all of the 12 fears deep dive in here as well that's right. why we've got the the uh, book for each of the fears coming out each month but in each of the books that are coming out each month, that's where we've really dived in deep. And we've looked at it from two perspectives because this is this particular series is for small business owners. But we are bringing out One Year No Fear. Uh, we've got a client who has a database of like 60,000 nurses. And she said, my nurses need this, but they're not business owners. Can you rewrite it for them? Yes. So, you know, we're we're already thinking about how we can be publishing for other markets to support them as well through this because she said you know i've got all these women that are, are waiting to go through our process but they're scared to say yes she said imagine she'd have an extra sixty thousand clients if she didn't have these people just like stuck in her database that are not going for it because of fear anyway so we um what we've done because this is more aimed at business owners and entrepreneurs well, is totally aimed at business owners and entrepreneurs for this series yes um we've looked at it from two angles so we've looked at the fear both from your perspective how is this showing up for you how is this stopping you how is this stopping other people like you so you can see through their story ah okay I can filter some of those things yeah that's showing up for me so we tell stories we show case studies we're very vulnerable also in the things that have happened to us to help people get over the line of ah right okay so I see where the sticking points are but what we've also done is looked at it from the view of the client. So here's how this is showing up. Here's why you're not getting the sales you want. Here's why they're saying no. Here's why it's not happening faster. Here's how fear of change, fear of commitment, fear of growth. Here's how all these fears are showing up for them, which has been enormous for our clients because we've been able to say, well, look, if this fear is showing up for them, here's how you can get through it. Here's what you can do as a small business owner to make sure that if that fear starts chimping away at them, that's going to be a new term, chimping. <laughs> I hope it doesn't mean anything <laughs> awful. Um, Love it. If it starts, you know, uh, you know, at them, then 
you're already going to have handled that objection because you've seen it coming and you understand not only how this is impacting you and your sales because of how you're showing up or not, but it's also impacting how they're buying from you. And because I've got all of the marketing experience and buying behavior and buyer psychology and all of that, I've brought that side to it. And Greg's brought the human performance side to it, as well as the data and the testing of the experiment. So this this has really been a labor of love. <laughs> this it, it it has been our life, um, you know, for a long time, but more so this last year. Um, we've had to stop doing you know, we 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 had podcasts that we launched, we were doing lots of visibility stuff, and we just had to pull back from all of that while we did this because we couldn't keep up at the same pace visibly mm. while you're, you know, tactically, strategically doing that and then you're you're writing something that is going to be your life's best work that that's going to be the brand upon which you build yourself and that's that's where we've been so I'm coming out. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love it love it love it like it's I'm interesting. Out, out now <laughs> it's interesting because obviously you know i mean we i've known you for 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 you know all about the you know pub you know uh what do you call it branding right you know personal branding and things like that so i wanted to kind of um it's interesting you were talking about like there's normally a fear attached to uh other fears which is you know it's kind of like a domino effect which i absolutely agree with you by the way but i want to go back to something which we're always told as entrepreneurs right create content get visible get out there get yourself <laughs> do you know what i mean so like if you're not out there right you know, no one's going to know you, right? No one does business with a nobody. Let's just face it, right? Okay, so yep. you've got that kind of like, I suppose, call it pressure, right? You create this pressure or, you know, you kind of like, you you, you kind of like have two different types of entrepreneurs. You have an entrepreneur which doesn't create any content and that just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have that type of content, right? You have, and then you have the other type of entrepreneur that creates so much content, right? That they just don't know what to do with all the content. And because they feel obliged that if they don't show up on the online space and become visible and get yourself out there and whatever it is, they're doing dis- a disservice to their audience. Do you know what I mean, Sammy? I do, I um, do. And so I suppose I suppose my, my next question was all around kind of like from your perspective, right? You know, how does the pressure of maintaining like that kind of like not just visibility but that kind of like showing up on to people and you know how does it contribute to stress and anxiety amongst entrepreneurs any well, thoughts it, it, it's incredibly stressful because i would say that more entrepreneurs and change makers express this label of yep. imposter syndrome so imposter syndrome compare and despair comparisonitis that's three of the ways that I've heard it used the most. And you've, there's even coaches out there that focus on imposter syndrome because it is such a big label that, you know, people say, well, I've got imposter syndrome. And then they label themselves with that. And the challenge with imposter syndrome is that that's also packed by a number of these fears. But worse than that, that is one that can really play hell with your mental health because you're then looking at everybody else and and you're measuring your value and your identity on the gap between what you're doing and what they're doing 
And nine times out of 10, you're actually better than them in the thing that they're doing. And you're probably completely different as well. Only by that point, you've taken on that identity and that identity eats away at you. And what I tend to find is that entrepreneurs that have this syndrome, they tend to be in grief all of the time. They're operating from a place of grief because they're grieving over what they can't do, grieving over what they haven't got, grieving over what they what they don't feel able, able or capable to do. Oh, you know, they're so visible because they've got more marketing than me that they hit number one with their thing because they've got a bigger list and they they make all of these reasons up and the problem is that those reasons get to the point where you know like a a ship only sinks because it lets it in right because it let the <laughs> the water there's there's a an ability for that water to get in and and as soon as you start letting that le- leak in then it will sink you and the, and yeah. you know unfortunately that did happen to one of the people that that were coming to our events and it was very sad and we've de- dedicated the book to him. Mm. And he came to one of our events having been told, uh, you know, he had this big idea. He was working in a job at that time, mm. a very good secure job. He had this idea. He took it to this design and marketing agency and they said, yeah, you know, like pay us this 20,000 something dollars and we'll create the branding and we'll help you with the idea and we'll create the website and we'll do the marketing for you and you can just be out there doing your thing. And so he left his really good job. He left it all, put all of his savings into it, remortgaged his home. And two years later, he still didn't have anything to show for it, by which time he was just like, he was in a, a hell of a state. Now, we didn't know him at that time. Mm. So that previous two years, we didn't know the history of it until right. afterwards, unfortunately. But um, he came to one of our events in Canada and he was really proactive and he was sharing his idea. And I've got loads of pictures of him at the day. And, and a lot of the pictures of the event are him putting his hand up, him sharing what he's doing. And he, he just has this excitement, this childlike excitement about him. And I thought, oh, he's going to be brilliant. He's totally going to crush it. Like he's, he's got everything that it takes to do this. And then at the end, he came up to me and pulled me to one side. And he said, I like, I didn't pay for my ticket to come here. My ticket was paid for me. Um, I need this, but I can't afford to do the next thing. I can't afford to invest in your program. Have you got anything, anything at all? that you can tell me that I can go away and start and that I can go and start making the money so that I can afford to do the thing with you that I need to do because it's not happening with this company I've invested in. I've tried to get my money back. They're not giving my money back, you know, and there was all this stuff. And so I said to him, look, we only have this program. So this was going back to 2016 and we had one big program. That was all we were selling. We didn't have any other resources. We didn't even have any lead magnets or anything. It was all about the program. We only had the book, um, how to build a brand. And so I said to him, look, all I can do is say like, go and work through the book and come back in three months time. I haven't got anything smaller for you, but I promise you, I will think about it. You know, while we're traveling, we're on a big tour. I'll think about it and I'll create something for you, but just bear with me because we're very, very busy at the moment. And he said, okay. And he went away. And at first I was hearing from him a lot. Oh, I've had this idea. And and he was messaging me on Facebook. And then that stopped. It just all of a sudden stopped. And we were right in the middle of a speaking tour and everything. And I was just thinking to myself, 
well, I wonder what's happened to it. Like, where is he? You know, I was really enjoying hearing his updates of what progress he was making as he was going through the book. Mm-hmm. And um, about two weeks later, I still hadn't heard anything. And my ambassador in Canada, who was building the club out there, mm-hmm. he we had a call and he went, oh, my God, I have to tell you some really bad news. And I said, what? And he said, I'll say Sean. We've called him Sean in the book to protect his name. But he said, yeah, he's he's taken his own life. I was like, he's what? He said he's taken his own life. It just got too much for him. And wow. the the pressure on him and the stress on him and the overwhelming financial commitments that he'd made that he couldn't commit to anymore. He felt like he was letting his family down. He told everybody that he was going to make this successful whilst everyone was telling him, why are you doing that? That's going to fail. He was pushing against it. No, it's going to work. I know it's going to work. It's going to work. And eventually he let it in and he let it in to the point of the worst case scenario. And in that moment, I just thought, what am I doing? I know so many things that I can help people. Why am, why did I, Oh, back. Why didn't I just help him? Why didn't I create a small program? I could have helped him off. Uh, like why, you know, and I, it was like, I was just too busy making money, <laughs> selling a big program to lots of business owners around the world. And what I didn't take into consideration was there are people that really need help and they're working alone. They're working in isolation. And even when they're surrounded by people, if those people don't buy into or believe in the idea, then they might as well be in a freaking gladiator ring surrounded by tigers, right? And everybody wants a piece of them and everybody wants to know how you getting on with that idea. And yet they're failing and retreating and get, you know, just being torn apart by the people around them. Not everybody has a support network around them as they go through a process like this. And unfortunately he didn't. Um, And I just, in that moment, just thought, what can I do? And if I can, then surely I must. So since 2016, we've, in Sean's memory, we've delivered over a thousand mini courses, masterclasses, programs, tools, resources, books, cheat sheets, downloads, like everything we can do to support people to get over themselves or get over what other people are saying to them and providing a masterminding platform where people can just tune in and they can get the help that they need and they never ever feel alone. And our philosophy uh, as the mastermind that we run is called over the line because you're getting over the line and you get over that line, then you need to get over another line and then another line. And so our members can tune in and, and we're very big on mental health. The whole strap line behind what we have is nobody gets left behind and um and and sean is a big part of that so really his legacy lives on but hopefully somewhere he knows that (laughs) so this book is dedicated to him and actually it's because of him that so many people have received the impact that we we have in our hearts and we've got a long way to go yet i love that such a great story and i know um every time you probably tell that story you you know it's you know it's it will stay with you for the rest of your life because obviously you probably feel like there's a an act of responsibility on your part but also you know i get it it's kind of but you're doing everything in your power now to you know to you know yeah okay we can't jump in a time machine and rewind the time even if we could right you know would you i guess is the is the question would you that's a oh, that's such a good question. I was just thinking that as you were saying it. Um, 
Yes, because I'd love for him to still be with us and to be doing this. No, because if it hadn't have been for that, then we wouldn't have been able to impact on all the people that we have now. So I suppose, oh, that's so hard. That's such a hard question. Is it like <laughs> one life or a million lives, yeah, uh, you know, one. and legacy? I don't, I don't know. And I suppose, I mean, actually, all of us entrepreneurs, when you care about something and you want to make an impact, you're dedicating your life to that. For every day, you're dedicating your life to the mission for which you feel you were born to serve or the purpose that you're working towards. We're giving our lives for that. Um, so to a certain degree, we're all doing that, aren't we? But it's just, well, if you're doing it and you haven't got the support around you that you need mm. and you're the one that believes in your idea and you've got loads of people around you that are just nagging at you, when are you going to make the money? When's the money coming in? I've, I've had there's one lady in particular who's now gone on to build a global movement. I remember at the beginning, she came on one of my retreats and she came on the retreat as a coach that wanted to grow her coaching practice. And by the time she left five days later, she was building this global movement and all these, you know, millions of women would be impacted by it. And she went out really excited and we were all like, you know, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. And then she went home to her husband and he did not support it at all. He, he was like, you can't do that. Um, you know, where's the money going to come from? And it was all about the money. And so there was us like every day packing her parachute every day while he was at work, helping her to make progress with it. And then the, he was coming home from work and just like, blah, 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 blah. and so it was really hard. This mental health battle. She was really being, it was a war. It literally was a war until the night that she launched her first book and all these women came to support who the who she'd helped who she'd supported and he got to witness the change that she was making because he wasn't wow. seeing that all he was seeing was she was working all these hours and yeah. not making any money well all of a sudden she launches she's making money she's now start, you know it was all it, it was long game like we were talking about with the blogs it was long game she had to get through that only he was part of the valley of despair and that is really hard when it's not yeah. just you you like having to believe in your idea it's now you're fighting for your idea you're not just being the champion of it you're actually fighting the idea and mm. i'm very lucky that i'm married to an amazing man who supports my idea and he stopped everything to help me with my idea my first husband gave me an ultimatum that was him or the business and that's how the relationship was just destroyed because he saw the business as competition as opposed to she's really in flow. She's on her mission. She needs to go out there like, you know, that the greatness is going to come from this. And so I know what it's like to have not just the internal saboteur, but the physical saboteur like in your face that's stopping you as much as they can. And so, you know, we've, we've, we've been through that and, um, you know, with what Greg's been through, I mean, hopefully you'll interview Greg and he can tell his story, but um, you know, he's been through a lot, way more than I have. And you think, how is this man still standing after what he's been through? Yeah. And so we both, when we're working with our clients, when we're running our masterminds, we're not running it from a place of here we are and here you are. It's like your business or my business. Here's how I would do it all again. If I, if I could do it again, here's how I would do it. Here's how much faster you could do it than we ever took. Because we've we've burned the the midnight oil, we've done the hard yards, we've yeah. failed, we've effed up big time, 
You know, we've <laughs> lost businesses, we've grown businesses, we've lost yeah. everything, we've built up from nothing. You know, we've been the phoenix. We've also been like, what? Where? <laughs> what we're do we do? How, where do we <laughs> yeah, go totally. with this? And you know, we've supported over seventy thousand entrepreneurs now to go through a process that really grows them. And we've learned a thing or three along the way that we believe that this book can make impact. And if somebody is sitting out there struggling or they haven't got the support around them or they've been questioning their idea or even questioning themselves and then taking that identity on, then I just want you to know that you make a difference and you matter and that you need to keep going if you believe in it. And if you know that that's going to change lives, then stop thinking about it. Just start doing it. Because <laughs> that's the only Love real it. measurement of whether it's going to work or not, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Experimentation, ladies and gents, experimentation. So um, listen, this has been a great conversation. I mean, me and Sammy could talk pretty much all day, uh, but <laughs> we do. don't have all day and we could do <laughs> where we absolutely do. Um, but listen, this has been absolutely a great conversation. And I hope that for you guys that are listening in, that the penny is dropping with at least some of the conversation that me and Sammy are having, because you know, Sammy speaks from real life experience, mm. right? Including her, including me. We've all gone through our adversities and the impacts it has on us emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, whatever, yeah. right? We're all human at the end of the day. And uh, I, I loved uh, what you said at the end as well, uh, Sammy, which was the fact it was a great summary just at, towards the end of today's conversation, which is the people that are listening in is that you matter. What you're doing is a great thing, right? Because you have to have a tribe of people that believe in what you believe in. And, you know, Sammy has given us some great examples of maybe our close family or even our husbands or partners, but may not support your, um, you know, support your idea or, or business or whatever it is. And Sammy is one of those as real life examples, you know, which is given, which, which I'm absolutely uh, grateful for, um, grateful for uh, your our friendship, of course, and you know we're, we're both big fans of each other, and I think we've all gone. We, 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 me and Sammy were the types of people that will, if something is, you know, if there's a bee on our bonnet or a sanks on our mind, we'll jump on the phone to each other and we'll talk, yeah. you know, because that's what we do, yeah. don't we, Sammy? Yeah, yeah, and you need that. You just, yeah. you, you absolutely need that, and we're really lucky that we have that. But what about all the people out there that don't realize that they do? Absolutely. And they don't realize they don't know what a mastermind is or they don't know oh. how how do how do I brainstorm with other people? How do we like where do I go to get that? Yeah. Um, well, now so, they know. They know. But also uh, for you guys as well, you know, it's important as well just to kind of have be surrounded with people that uplift you, but also to have what we call a board of trusted advisors, the people that you can reach out to that you can rely on and things like that. So people that support you as a person. Uh, and also align to your values because that's really important as well. But the other thing I was going to say to you is make sure you check out Sammy's new book, Sammy and Greg's new book, One Year No Fear. Okay, uh, there it is. Uh, for you guys that are watching the video, of course. Um, so make sure you check that out on all good bookstores around the world. Sammy, this has been a great conversation. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time today. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for bringing this conversation because everyone's talking about success all the time. No one's really focusing on, well, what happens when it's not success? 